Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's a beautiful product. It's a tiny little sort of, it looks a bit like a pebble, really. The woman inserts it into her vagina like a tampon and has a little tail on the outside and that talks to your app. As you squeeze your pelvic floor or your vagina, the harder you squeeze, this little gem on the screen on the phone will start lifting. Women are coming to this product for so many different reasons. So, you know, it's a big health issue. So we have a lot of new mums and old women who are using it, but actually we have a lot of millennials, like a lot of young women. They don't care about the baby stuff or the, the health stuff. You know, they're just doing it because they're competitive and they know they're going to have better sex. Hi, by the way, this is the podcast. Yeah, but it's not as simple as that. I'm Sam Wolfson. Today we're going to talk about quite big things, sort of technology and robotics, algorithms and how they can change your life. We're going to be talking to Yuval Noah Harari, the writer of Homo Deus and Sapiens. But let's start with something actually very small. In fact, it's so small, it actually goes right inside you. It's so funny, there's so many stereotypes, right? So before we started, everyone was like, oh, English women are going to be really prudish, it's going to be easier in the US. you know, older women are going to find it awkward. Um, to be honest, the whole thing has been easier than we thought. Like, I think the time is now for women, you know, to be embracing and talking about their bodies differently. A lot of these wearable tech products are, is like an arm sensor race. So just adding more and more sensors, the information is not helping individuals make better choices in life. It's adding to neuroticism. So it's not always a good thing. So I can, I can see that. When it comes to women's issues, there's a whole other debate, though, which I feel very angry about, which is at no other area of our health and wellness are we told that we should not embrace technology. During pregnancy and childbirth, you know, women are told crazy things, you know, you should go through natural childbirth and not use any, you know, pain, using pain relief might make you a worse mother. I mean, I was literally told this myself. Like, I think particularly when it comes to women's issues, and I think this is to do with a lot of cultural issues, we can occasionally think, you know, the natural is the best way um, and technology is a negative thing, but I wonder where all of this has come from. And I think particularly for women, I th- women's health, I think technology has not stepped up. We don't have great innovative products and, and, and I actually think it's a huge mistake and a big gap. Okay, so LV that you just heard about, probably a bit of an extreme example. 
But it's all kind of part of this new quantified self movement. People tracking every element of their lives. You're probably doing it now, tracking how far you're walking or what you've eaten today or maybe how you slept last night. And you know, tracking can be good, it can kind of motivate you, it can be a bit of a competition, maybe you've got like a Nike leaderboard with your mates on who's running the furthest. But on the podcast today, we're talking about what comes next, what tracking actually means. There's going to be two conversations. The first one is with Yuval Noah Harari. He is the award-winning author of Sapiens, a book about the history of humans, and his new book, Homo Deus, I mean, it's such a huge book and it's kind of hard to wrestle with all the ideas in there. But for me, it all begins with this question of, okay, already tracking is taking over our lives in a big way. Machines are very good at monitoring us, at seeing our health, our mental well-being, what we want. We're already at a place when Google knows about a flu epidemic about 10 days before hospitals do because they're monitoring people searching when they have symptoms. What happens when machines are so good at making decisions for us that we become useless? If all that sounds really massive and huge and too much to think about, try and stick with it, and then we're going to talk to our normal panel. So Fitbit, Facebook, a weird pebble that you put in your vagina. Should we let tracking devices make our decisions for us? Yeah, but it's not as simple as that. Here's your vowel. The most basic characteristic of the human mind is probably that it's never satisfied. No matter what you achieve, the basic reaction is I want more. And you see it for thousands of years, humans achieving more and more, and they are never satisfied with it. Uh, as conditions improve, expectations increase. And there is absolutely no reason to think this is going to change in the 21st century. And once we reach a certain level of longevity or prosperity or whatever, we'll, we'll say, oh, wonderful, now we have it, and now we can just relax. You just look at the world today, certainly the Western world, I mean, Compared to what people wanted in the Middle Ages, we are basically living in paradise. Even the lower classes are living in a medieval paradise. But they are not satisfied. I mean, you look at the amount of anger today in the Western world, in the UK, in the USA, in other places, and there is a lot of dissatisfaction around. You know, it's never going to stop just because we achieve some technological breakthrough or because we find some better way to manage the economy. Um, dissatisfaction comes from a much deeper level of, of the human mind. It's not a condition in the outside world. It's something being generated by our own minds. Uh, in the end, I think misery and suffering are never just a condition in the outside world. It's something generated by our minds. Uh, you feel something that you don't like and you generate suffering in reaction to that. Mm. And this something I don't like can be anything. 
it can be a world war but it can be I don't know I, I'm becoming bold and I look in the I look in the mirror and oh no where did all my beautiful hair goes and this can make you extremely miserable but it's not the condition in the outside world there is no law of nature that if you're bold you can't be happy it's something your own mind generates mm. part of the problem is also which is most special to our period in history is that we live in a capitalist age and one of the basic characteristics of capitalism is that it demands constant growth both on the level of the collective and on the level of the individual you're constantly encouraged to expect to live better than your parents to have in 10 years more than you have today so simply if things remain as they are this in itself looks terrible I mean I, I'm supposed to have much better life than my parents so just just the mere fact that things are not getting better this in itself causes immense dissatisfaction previously we tried to make the world better for us by gaining control of the environment of the world outside us gaining control of the rivers of the animals of the forests and shaping them according to our desires are uh, killing all the dangerous animals uh, enslaving all the cows and chickens and pigs and so forth cutting down the forests uh, building dams and canals on the rivers to shape the world according to our wishes and this is succeeded to some extent because now we control the world but it didn't make us happy so the next step is we turn our gaze inwards and we say yes we now have control of the world outside us but we are not satisfied because we lack control of the world inside us we have very little control over our bodies over our brains we want now to have control of that to be able to shape our bodies and our brains so we are more beautiful and we are more healthy and we are wiser and so forth and then we'll be satisfied uh, so this is the big project of the 21st century let's gain control of the world inside us and shape it according to our fantasies and desires People are making and this is was true throughout history people often make terrible choices in their lives this is why it's very tempting to think there is somebody wiser that I can trust instead of myself so in the past people were very happy in many occasions to turn to some to the priest or to turn to some dictator to make decisions or on their behalf uh, it's in many ways more comfortable more convenient uh, and in the future maybe they turn to Google or Facebook or Apple or whatever because yes people make bad choices and if they find somebody that consistently makes better choices on their behalf 
they will be happy in many cases mm. to just shift the burden of making decisions about my life to somebody else mm. if you want you know when when you pick a pick a book so yes sometimes serendipity brings you to to choosing a book completely by accident mm. which changes your life or opens new a new vision or a new genre before you you never liked i don't know science fiction and by accident you find yourself in some friend's house and there is nothing to read except science fiction so okay i'll give it a shot and it you, you discover you really like it mm. so no problem we can just have a scientific study of what is the optimal level of serendipity in choosing books because if it's 40% it's too much if it's 0.004% it's too little so we made this big survey of 25,000 people over 3 years and we now established that 4.5% serendipity in choosing books is the optimal right. and we just put it into the amazon algorithm yeah. and 4.5% of the recommendations of amazon's algorithm are completely random and you hear them doing that with match.com and on facebook exactly these things i mean it's the thing is you know some it, it's good every once in a while to go on a date with somebody you would never have considered then you can just put that into the match.com algorithm mm. and you have a guarantee that 4.5% of your <laughs> dates will be completely random. Hannah and Angus are here and we've got some new voices to the pod. Hi Nina. Hello. And uh, Fred McPherson. Hello. Of the band Spectre and other myriad achievements. Everyone in this room looks the same, just lots of glasses. Lots of white people wearing glasses. It's a lot of white people wearing glasses. That's what the podcast should be called. So okay. make it even more popular. Hannah, do you have any of those kind of like tracking devices? Do you do my fitness pal or anything? I occasionally download my fat pal and then use it for a bit and it makes me miserable then i get rid of it again inputting every single thing i eat which like what a miserable task mm. in itself but then stupidly bought a fitbit because a youtuber told me to buy a fitbit it's basically constantly tracking my heartbeat i'm still alive You've got it on right now we should say you're fiddling with it yeah it looks like a very fat person's watch which i guess i, <laughs> I suppose that is their target market i mean I leave it alone all right i just haven't got a changeable wristband with it right um but it's done nothing for me so far i got very excited about it because it was a novelty when i first had it on um but i've in fact put on weight when I wanted to lose weight. Does it tell you that you've put on weight or did you have to find that out for yourself? I had to find it out for myself and track it, put it in every week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a, a bit of just like a shame bracelet. It's like having the shame of like <laughs> Weight Watchers, but then you only get the shame once a week. But there it's, it's there all the time. Like team morale of Weight Watchers. Yeah. Yeah, this is just me literally just destroying myself every day. When I was younger, there was a moment where I think I, we were with a babysitter or something and we were in her Weight Watchers class. And that seemed, what? Like, it seems like a very dream. disturbing... Wait, was, so she was fat or you were fat? She was fat. <laughs> okay. I think maybe my mum wasn't there to pick us up or something, so we had to go to the Weight Watchers class. While, and like the conversations they have, it's, it's a different world about like how you can eat fish fingers in a more locale way by like scraping the fish out of the So you're only eating the batter. <laughs> I think if you're, if you're only eating fish fingers and that you're eating the batter, I think you're, you're already with a problem. I think Weight we Watchers got it the wrong good. way around. Yeah. Fred, have you ever, I've got you on... Uh, 
like running. Neither of us have really put in a good showing in recent months. <laughs> no, it hasn't been hasn't been good for either of our personal brands. But I felt for a moment it was motivating. I think it is motivating um, conceptually, but I think in the same way Instagram motivates you to want to be more popular and successful. Right. In the end, it's just never enough, is it? And I mean, you're someone who's certainly deleted a few posts in their time for uh, a lack of... Well, I've ended up coming <laughs> off... I, I think the, the basic problem, without wanting to um, get in too deep or uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater, I think apps and social networks and anything that um, ranks you, even if it doesn't have a league table, but anything with numbers attached, mm. instantly commodifies... Uh, an element of you and commodifies people and puts you instantaneously into competition even with people you don't necessarily see as competitors or even contemporaries sure internationally and i think on a on a kind of local scale at least as far as england's concerned what that leads to is this sense of hierarchy and competition and aspiration that means regardless of your political persuasion you end up living a very conservative Tory lifestyle because that's I know that might sound like a bit of a jump but it means all your thinking is about how to get to that next step up in any of these fields from fitness to oh those those apps that every time you spend how to save money sure. how to be more effective with your money um, how to get more coverage and traction for whatever outlet you have how to look cooler, how to be more fashionable, blah, 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 blah. And I think every single one of them can be helpful in and of itself, but altogether is just like another unnecessary, um, quite dangerous voice in your head. I mean, you're calling them dangerous and conservative. You know, <laughs> the people who make Fitbit would say the Fitbit knows what you need, that Instagram knows how you can be more popular, that... The, the Moby app will stop you going into your overdraft every month. Absolutely, but the logical conclusion of this is kind of, you know, people suspended in tanks of uh, fluids to keep them alive while they're, they all interact in these preposterous mental games. It feels like, again, without wanting to get too pretentious too quickly, That's very much Plato's <laughs> cave was just talking about apps. Right. That is a very earnest and very <laughs> valid point to make but what i really want to know is you delete pictures if they don't get enough likes is that right well i have deleted them not just based on likes it's but i want to know what is not enough likes basically it's not just about likes but anything under 100 definitely is 100 but how many followers do you have 24.5 thousand and Fred, I should say that you're actually here now. You've you've given up smartphones for Lent, is it? Um, not for Lent, no. But the, the time period of Lent. No, I'm trying to give it up for good. For good. Okay, well, right. To the extent that when you texted me, I didn't know uh, your, who it was because you can't save numbers from your iPhone to your SIM. That's a really boring piece of info. But for anyone who's thinking about making this jump to a 2G phone, you will literally have to type in your numbers because Apple is clever it makes, it's clever enough to make it almost impossible to leave because they keep all your numbers. Well, we should say it doesn't look like it can do much. It's sort of a red, flippy Alcatel 
one touch. Yeah, I read this article that was like top five burners on the market. Right. And this one's good because it's actually made in 2016, even though it looks like it's from the kind of early noughties. It got to the point where it'd be 2 p.m. and I'd be like shivering in a toilet, checking an Instagram story of someone I hate, seeing what they're up to. The information doesn't even go in, but your brain just feeds on it. And it's it's all been, I'm sure you've talked about it on here before in your social media episode. Oh, yeah. Um, that it's releasing the same endorphin that, you know, um, heroin gives you every time you're, you become physically addicted to it. So kind of regardless of what whatever's enough in in terms of your success or your brand everyone gets ends up getting addicted to the same thing my mum gets excited my mum will tell me at the weekend if someone i know has liked a status of hers on facebook as if it was a genuine <laughs> pop round. exactly she was like oh you'll never guess what and i was like what and she'll name someone who i went to primary school with going up in the world. and tell me that they liked her thing and for her that's that gives me the same buzz as you know a couple of hundred likes or something but it's all it's all stupid unless you're uh, unless you're one of those kind of um, Instagram models or polit girls or someone who's really turning it into money or actually bankable. Uh, sure, it's their career or whatever. They've they've they're happy to make the sacrifice. They've already just, sold their soul to the devil. You're just creating an odd. I started looking at people and think who I was friends with or not friends with and not seeing them in the the way like we're looking at each other now, but seeing them through this filter, mind the pun, of um, social media, the social media milieu uh, that meant I could, I felt like I didn't even know people anymore, especially when they would be like one thing in one, in, in, when you meet them in real life and then they'd go out the room and they'd post like an Instagram story of them dancing in the mirror yeah, getting yeah, yeah. like up for the night out looking sexy and you're like you're just in your this my front room crying about your ex <laughs> but and that's now been going on in different ways for ages like I think from from the very first time that started like I knew a girl uh, ages ago who would order things for herself online and when they arrived pretended they were some, from someone else and then would post it on Instagram like such a lucky girl and it'd be like you bought that yourself that's really that's weird so that's dumb. very yeah We've talked on this podcast about how the future of this m could render all humans sort of useless and uh, and th that scenario may not be too far away. But just right now, in this moment, in 2017, do you think that your technology, and Fred, let's go with your current flippy phone, knows you better than you know yourself? Hannah, I'm starting with you. Yeah, I do, because I'm looking and I've, I've basically stepped no steps today and I've eaten a lot of food and I shouldn't have eaten as much food as I have, but I thought that I'd hardly eaten anything. So yeah, it does. It knows me better than myself. If you didn't have that watch, you'd feel like you'd had a good day, and then I'd be you'd free. be happier. Mm, yeah. Nina. It knows a lot more about me than I would realise, or I'd like to let on. Mm. Like I was thinking then, like I don't use too many apps, and I try not to put too much personal stuff out there, but I use WhatsApp and I put a huge amount of personal information over that to friends. I'm talking all the time about that. I'm sending that out. Like not so much that my phone necessarily knows about me, but it contains about me should someone pick up my phone. They could become me. Fred, in your current technological state, do you think you've outsmarted technology? You know more about yourself than your- <laughs> Not quite, because I still go home and Amazon Prime knows what I want to watch oh, yeah. more than I do, and I, I too. still go online and Deliveroo knows what I want to eat 
more than I do or Pornhub knows what I'm sexually attracted to more than I do. It feels like a kind of a drop in the ocean in a way. It, it, there's some progress. I go on buses and see places I've never seen before because I'm usually face down, screen up. But um, I think the hardest times are yet to come. And again, without wanting to sound like a religious zealot, uh, even something like Apple Pay, which I got really into. In Revelations at the end of the Bible, it talks about the mark of the beast being a sign that we'll know end times are coming. And the mark of the beast includes um, something that will allow people to pay for goods and services, essentially with a barcode. It doesn't quite say barcode that will be under their skin. They're already, there's already a massive argument for microchipping babies like you do dogs. Everyone will have a microchip when they're born. There are probably countries that are already microchipping babies. Um, so it doesn't seem like a big stretch from Apple Pay and uh, tap cards for us all just to have this chip that will plug into our bank accounts and allow us to pay for everything with a fingerprint, like the thumbprint on Apple Pay. And if and when that does happen, that is eerily close to something that the New Testament appeared to predict. And maybe for a future podcast, you could get some evangelical Christians or Jehovah's Witnesses and really get into it with them. I think it would be hard to get an evangelical Christian into a building which literally has a giant neon sign that says vice above it, but I would definitely... <laughs> Maybe they'll be on their phone on the way in. <laughs> Thanks again to Yaval, to Fred, Nina, Hannah and Angus. Yeah, but it's not as simple as that was produced by Sam Bonham at Rethink Audio. If you haven't already subscribed, that's a very poor decision and you should do that right now. We'll be back soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.